Welcome to the Voice of Revenue, the no-nonsense show for revenue rock stars. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another show of the Voice of Revenue. This Friday, I want to talk to you about something very, very, very close to my little heart, and that's all about the paradox of choice. Why would I bring up paradox of choice? So now, normally, we talk about paradox of choice in um, in pricing, right, and in other things, but. I need to bring it up because the industry is going bonkers again and stupid again at the whole data stuff, right? So I want to put a couple of things uh, clear here so you can you can put a kind of common sense to all the bullshit that's out there, okay? Now, for you that doesn't know what is a paradox of choice, okay? So the paradox of choice was a great experiment, but it kind of was proven and yet never proven, but always uh, cited and uh, always given as a proof, but kind of not. And what it says is, it started off in, uh, I believe, the 70s or so. So um, there, there were some people who essentially put a, a desk in front of a supermarket and said, listen, we're going to sell some jams, right? And they put anything between 30 and six jams out of there. And then they looked how many customers looked, how many customers bought, um, and out of that, they realized to put a thesis together to essentially say, the more I put out there, the more I confuse the customer, right? And uh, there were other studies done in the insurance insurance uh, sector, in the, the chocolate eating sector. That's a sector. Yes, I know. Um, and it always came back with the thing, if I overload the user with more data and make it more complex, then all of a sudden they make a suboptimal decision. So to put it in perspective, if if I give you investment advice and I'm going to give you 50 different policies and 50 different investment plans, chances are you're going to end up choosing a wrong one. If I give you three, chances are you're going to pick the right one. Now, the caveat in this is that you are essentially not an expert in that field that you're given the choices in, right? That's important to know. So if you are not deep into data analytics and I give you thousands of data sets, then all of a sudden it's too much for you and you take um, bad decisions. And this is where we come in right now, right? If you go out there, it's, it's madness. You need more data, you need more data, you need more data, right? Take this tool, digital marketing, take a BI tool, right? Rate shopping, market data, upselling, forecast, pricing, restrictions. Right, segmentation, channel, sources, go down hyper, hyper, even more than hyper-personalization, right? But let's, let's think about that. A BI tool is nothing else than slapping makeup onto your data. That's it, right? But you still, it's like in dating, pretty, but you don't know what's behind it. What's only interesting is once you go past the makeup, to understand if what's behind it is actually useful or up to your liking, right? And so when I talk about paradox of choice for, 
for for data more data does not equal better decisions it generally means shit decisions right now let me give you another example if we're looking at market level data wow so important search demand market level data fantastic guaranteed 90% of the dates that are spiking in demand you already know right the other thing is if you know you're going to be 30 40% occupancy how is it going to help you yield your rates how is it going to help you from a pricing perspective right it's not all it knows is that there is a downwards pressure And on the other hand, you know that there's 40%, so I need to go out there and steal. Who's going to steal? Marketing, sales, will pricing do something? Pricing will do something in the realm. But if you are Humpty Dumpty and completely your position is absolutely dumb, then anybody with half a brain can make you more money. Right? So I assume that most hotels have a decent positioning in space. So the focus of the organization becomes smaller. So then you're talking about value perception, right? Do I drop my pants so far or do I push the limit so far, right? But all this data talk at the moment, right? And I'm a, I'm a big geek of data. Don't get me wrong. Data has its place. Complexity has its place. But complexity doesn't have to be there every single time because sometimes it is just something that happened And the action of me is a deliberate no action. So if I pick up 20 rooms, so for example, our anomaly reporting, right? Our anomaly reporting looks at all the pickup, all the trends, and then essentially say, Fabian, in the last one hour, the 20th of November, you picked up X amount of room. You need to have a look at it, right? Sure. So I spend one more second looking at it and say, like, oh, I picked up 20 rooms. It's a group. Great. Oh, my forecast went from 75 to 78%. Do I need to do anything else? Nope. Pricing doesn't need to be changed, right? Don't need to put any other restrictions in there. The forecast moved marginally, so happy days. But did I give you a million complexities from the beginning? Did I talk market demand? Did I talk about rate strategy, anything? No, I didn't because all I said is input, output. Right? And with data, you got to do exactly the same thing. Forget about the shiny object and think about, is it actually relevant to this point in time or have I been caught in the analysis paralysis or the paradox of choice? So next time you go out there and you get hit with those 50 million different data sets that are so important that you can never, ever, ever live without it, then tell them to stick it and focus on the ones that really, really matter. Have an outstanding weekend.